Hello and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. If you are new to our channel, subscribe, drop this video a like. And I want you to get involved in the comment section, Villa fans. I want to know what your thoughts were of Aston Villa 1, Liverpool 3. Um, we've done our fan cam and in the fan cam, I, there was just something that I couldn't quite put my finger on of what I felt like went wrong. I feel like I've got it. I feel like I've got it. Gathered my thoughts on the drive home and uh, I feel like I have got it. Um, I'm a bit... I'm a bit disappointed if I'm being honest. I'm a bit I'm a bit flat. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure what my mood is at the minute, but um I am a little bit disappointed with the way that we played in the game in the especially in the first half. Um I just felt like it was just at Liverpool's pace. I just felt like it was at the tempo Liverpool wanted to create. I felt like they were able to just dictate what they wanted to do in that first half and I don't see those characteristics with an Unai Emery side. Um, I just didn't think we were at it. Didn't think we were pressing enough. Didn't feel like we were aggressive. I didn't feel like we let them know that we were in a game. Um, I spoke about all week, and I spoke to people at the game, before the game, we couldn't get Liverpool 1-0 in front early on because... It's just a massive, massive uphill battle, isn't it? It's a, you know, they've quietened the crowd. The crowd's now gone flat. They're able to just get on the ball now and start getting things ticking. And it means we've got to open up that little bit more and be that little bit more expansive. And I just think it's always going to be a difficult game when that happens. When you're playing up against a side as good as Liverpool... Why I am a little bit disappointed is that I just wanted us to take the game to him a little bit. Yeah, I know it's Liverpool, a great footballing side, possibly underperforming this season. But I felt like coming back after this break, there was an opportunity for us really to, to get a, three wins in a row under Unai Emery, to really be aggressive and show that energy and be assertive and put our stamp on the game. And I just don't feel like we did that first half. I felt like first half, we'd have come off that pitch with a few regrets. And I, and I don't think that's an Unai Emery side either. So I was I was disappointed. You know, the game started off, didn't it? And we missed chances. We missed big, big chances. And at this level, you cannot afford to miss big, big chances. So I've got a lot of slides to go through. Uh, some of the observ observations of me, but I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. This is what we're all about. It's a fan community for you to air your thoughts in the comment section down below. So whether you agree with me, disagree, put your thoughts in there um, and we'll go through it then. So a couple of the stats early on then. So expected goals from Aston Villa was one uh, one one three zero, uh, and expected goals for Liverpool was 2.75. Uh, Liverpool had majority of the possession, 53%. We had 12 shots. We had six shots on target, three off target, three block shots. Uh, we had three offsides. We committed seven fouls. Big chances for Aston Villa, four. Big chances missed, three. First tail of the game for Aston Villa. Three big chances missed, squandered. 
Against Liverpool, you cannot be missing those big chances. Uh, and for Liverpool, they had seven big chances and they missed five. Uh, I am under no illusion that this game could have been 5-6 for Liverpool. They could, have, they could have easily have scored that amount of goals today. So we will get on to uh, the negatives in a second and then we'll get on to a couple of the positives. If we have a look at passes, we played 449. Uh, we had 80% uh, passing accuracy. They had 82%, which is pretty low in the Premier League. That's a pretty low uh, percentage of uh, accurate passes. Uh, we lost the ball 139 times. Uh, total duels, one for Villa, 31. Aerial duels, four. Tackles, 12. Interceptions, six. The momentum bar of the game, as you can see, we started off okay. Liverpool had a little bit of momentum here. Uh, and majority of that first half, it was all Liverpool. Villa grew into the game in this area. And this is where the main, main positives of the game were for Aston Villa. Aston Villa's average positions for this game. Uh, four at the back, 4-4-2 from Aston Villa. Double pivot of Kamara and Louise. Two in front of uh, Buendia and McGinn. And then we've got Bailey and Watkins up top. Really compact, really organised. And that is a really good average position from Aston Villa. Uh, Villa attacked not predominantly down the left this time. It was a bit of a mixture. Centre through the right as well. Liverpool attacked majority through the right-hand side as well. And the game was, majority of the ball was in central midfield. Uh, interestingly, 28% for Liverpool, 28% for Villa uh, in the final third. Uh, this was Villa's shot map, which is a, a, a nice little nice little feature. Uh, majority of the shots came from inside the 18-yard box for Villa. If we have a look at Liverpool's, far too many shots conceded for Aston Villa in this game. Far too many shots were raining in on that goal for, um, for us, to be fair. Uh, if we have a look then at... Liverpool's first goal, it was a poor, 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 poor defending here. I felt like on this side from, um, it would have been Luca Dean, wouldn't it? Uh, and then they was able to get the ball across to Salah. Uh, the goal for Van Dijk, I felt like it was a bit unlucky with this one. Um, it was unlucky in the sense of he had to go through a lot of bodies to get this shot across to score the goal. Uh, I felt like before that goal, Ashley Young could have done a little bit better, be a bit stronger. I remember Louise got bumped off the ball as well before it went out for the corner. So all that was avoided. Big chance. Big, big, big chance missed. Varali Watkins has to do better here. Has to do better. Interestingly, it was harder to miss is one he scored than it was the one that he actually missed. Bailey had a massive chance as well. The cutback, you know, he's he's got to be burying that from there. He's got to be burying it. Uh, that was a big, big chance miss for Villa as well. Uh, again, I mentioned in the fan cams, the amount of times that Nunes, Salah were through on goal was just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Far too many times uh, they were through on goal. Here's Ollie Watkins' goal. Brilliant balling. 
an absolutely brilliant header. We know Watkins has his critics. I've been very critical of him recently as well, but fair play to that one. But got to be finishing that first one, especially in this type of game. It got to be finishing it. Again, Nunes threw on goal, missed. Again, Nunes threw on goal. Again, Nunes threw on goal. That high line for Villa today was absolutely criminal. Absolutely criminal. We know we play the high line. I've spoke about how we've played the high line in pre-season and we've been doing well with the offside trap. But too many times they were through on goal. It could have been five or six. They were through on goal that many times. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just frustrating. Some of the things I was impressed with, second half, Aston Villa came out and we were a better side. We were the better team for the first half of the second half. Uh, you know, Bubakar Kamara started getting on the ball, winning the ball. Dougie Louise started doing better. For that spell in the second half, I thought we were brilliant. We were moving the ball a lot quicker. We were winning the ball. We were laying it off. We were getting balls into the box. We was getting Bailey on the ball. He was running at defenders. It, you know, he was being... 2v1 at times, but for that spell, we were really, really good. The shape of the team was good. We were churning over the ball. We were winning the ball, uh, and we was able to create chances. McGinn had some big chances in this game as well, so if I, if I had to look at it, I'd say there was things that I liked. You know, when we was on top, we were looking like we were doing well, but we were just conceding too many chances. We were just we were having like 1v1s too many times. It was, we just can't play that high line and play like that because we'll, we'll get, we'll get punished every single time in this league. Um, what, what do I felt like was missing? Because I spoke about it in the fan cam and I was saying that, you know, there was something missing for me and I've thought about it and it's the same thing. What I felt like we were missing and I, I don't, yeah, I will. I will say who I felt like uh, was missing in this game. I felt like Brendier was missing in the game, and I felt like the Brendier Bailey Watkins combination <coughs> didn't work. Doesn't it, for me? It weren't working today. Uh, I, I felt like as a three, and I felt you know if you're bringing in McGinn into that combination as well. But I think his role's slightly different to what Brendier's is in this in this system. Is that it? It just doesn't. It doesn't flow. Doesn't combine. Doesn't complement each other. It it feels like three individuals playing in a sort of system up top. You know, you've got Brendier's trying to find Watkins and Bailey, but it doesn't really come off. Um, and it Brendier's not offering a goal threat, which I feel I feel like he really needs to improve sort of his shooting from outside the box at times. You know, when there's summer on, he could just do it, but he doesn't. Bailey's doing well in this system in a sense of he's in a two up top, but he drifts out wide. He does well out wide sometimes. But again, it doesn't feel free-flowing. It doesn't feel like there's, there's a target he's meant to be hitting. And Watkins up top, it feels like huff and puff, I'll try my best, I'll try and hold it up, but once I've held it up, who am I giving it to? And then the goal, the, you know, 
the goal was brilliant. Fair play. The goal was, was fantastic. It was a really, really good goal. But in that moment when he had that header, it has to go. It has to land. <clears throat> and I think, you know, we've, we've got to be critical in those areas because we've seen how many chances we created and how many chances we missed. So they've got to go. So I don't want to be negative. I really don't want to be negative because it's the first game back. But there's plenty to work on there still. There's, there's plenty to work on. Um, and I just need to see a bit more from that from those front three that I mentioned. I need to see a partnership. I need to see something because... For me, it looks like they're playing as individuals. Now, you may disagree. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, but that's my that's my observation of the game. I felt like <coughs> playing out from the back, I felt like we was, we was all right today. I felt like we didn't really make too many mistakes. I felt like the double pivot worked well. I felt like McGinn was okay-ish. I felt like he put himself about... Again, there was passes where he tried it and it didn't work. And if it worked, we'd be through. And so I felt like McGinn was okay. McGinn was good, um, but it was the other. It was the other three that. And I'm not saying they had bad, bad games. I'm just saying that as a, a team performance, I feel like that's what's letting us down at times. Um, so I'll round it up as that. All in all, it was it was all right. Um, we've got to do better. We've got to do better. Um, the high line's got to be worked on because they were through that many times. Um, and yeah, we created chances against a good team, but we just didn't put them away. So you got to look at that as well. And um, Bit, bit, bit frustrating, really. But we got Spurs up next, so that'll be a big one. So thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure you get involved in the comment section down below. Subscribe if you're new. And up the villa.